Welcome to Brad Kyle's Brad's Motor Works podcast. We'll be talking about some things about BMW, some things of cars in general, and some things about car repair. I hope you find it educational, enlightening, and I hope it increases your understanding of your car. And maybe along the way we'll have some fun too. Thank you for listening, and here we go. Episode number 199, Push Button Parking, E-Brake Parking, Brake Operation, and Diagnostics. Well, hopefully this one won't be too technical. Uh, E-brake meaning emergency brake or parking brake, obviously. So this is this is the one, or this is the article about uh, electronically operated parking brakes. So you're not pulling up on a handle anymore, you're pushing a button. So it kind of gives a background of how they work and gives you a better idea of what's going on in your car if, if your car happens to have one. So now I'm going to be reading from an article from a trade magazine. So this is, a, it's written for shop owners and technicians but it's not that technical so uh, I'm sure hopefully you won't be bored to death by it and you'll learn something about your car. Uh, It's from a magazine called Motor Age which again is a trade magazine. Uh, The author on this one is Roy Dennis Ripple so he's the one that uh, wrote the article and he's a uh, technical writer um, for that magazine among other things and um, Again, quick commercial, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad Kyle's Motor Works. So uh, let's get into this one. Way back in the dark ages, automotive brakes were strictly mechanical. Long metal rods turning plate-mounted cams, which applied brittle brake shoes to steel drums. Two Hail Marys and a hoo that was close, later would hopefully bring that 1937 coupe to a stop. It was one small technological leap from the Flintstones' feet-first braking system. Until recently, parking brakes used pretty much the same technology. It was time for a change. Enter the electronic parking brake, also known as EPB. The birth of EPB. In the infancy of EPB, manufacturers used a single electric motor that tugged on conventional parking brake cables that engaged the rear brakes. This system neglects to address the main problem with the parking brakes, seized cables. New technology meets horse and buggy, like writing a computer program with a typewriter. Today's most common EPB system uses two switch-activated motors to apply and release rear brake calipers. Most manufacturers use the analog brake system, or what's called the ABS module, to monitor and control the parking brake system. A diagnostic trouble code, also known as a DTC, is stored in the ABS module when a fault is detected, illuminating the parking brake warning indicator or or a warning message in the instrument panel cluster or IPC. The EPB indicator also illuminates when the parking brakes are applied and when they are released. The parking brake actuator motors are single-speed reversible electric motors mounted on and splined to the rear brake calipers. In most cases, the motors can be serviced separately from the calipers. Here's a generic version of the sequence of events when the EPB is commanded to engage. A reference voltage is sent back to the ABS module when the driver moves the parking brake switch to the apply position. The ABS module assures that conditions are correct for EBP activation, then sends power and ground to the parking brake actuator motors. 
Once the parking brakes are fully applied, the ABS module sends a message to the IPC, which illuminates either the red brake warning indicator or an EBP-specific warning indicator. When the driver moves the parking brake switch to the release position, the reference voltage is sent back to the ABS module, indicating a release request. The ABS module assures that conditions are correct for the EBP release, then sends reverse polarity current and ground to the parking brake actuator motors. Once the parking brakes are fully released, the ABS module sends a message to the IPC, which turns off the EBP warning indicator. The ABS module looks to the network to ensure that all conditions are correct before allowing the EBP to engage. The service brake needs to be applied. The throttle position sensor, or what's known as TPS, needs to report that the throttle is closed and the transmission must be in park. <clears throat> the latter is vital because a reported transmission gear position other than park can keep the APP from disengaging. Suppose the transmission rain sensor reports a different gear position to the powertrain control module that the gear shifter, whether it's a gear shift module, GSM, or a mechanical shifter. In that case, the EPB will engage and stay there. It will not disengage until it sees the same value from both sources. When faced with an EBP that will not disengage, this should be the first thing you check. Most manufacturers design the EPP to disengage under certain circumstances. With the driver door closed, the engine running, and the transmission in any forward gear or reverse, the EBP will release when the TPS reports a throttle, uh, throttle tip-in. The EPB on a manual transmission vehicle will automatically release when the driver's door is closed, the engine is running, and the clutch pedal is pressed. A vehicle driving up an incline requires more accelerator pedal input to disengage the EPB than a vehicle driving away on level ground. Precautionary measures. A rear brake caliper fitted with an EBP motor can be dangerous if the proper precautions aren't taken before service. Before servicing. The pistons move out of the caliper hard and fast and it doesn't stop until something stops it whatever it may be. The parking brake system must be placed in service mode, also known as maintenance mode, to service the rear brake pads or when removing any rear brake components for servicing. The EPB system can be placed in service mode using a diagnostic scan tool or following a series of steps that can be executed from the driver's seat. For example, a 2019 Ford Fusion will enter service mode by turning the ignition switch to on depressing the accelerator pedal to the floor and the EBP switch to the release position. You'll then have to cycle the ignition switch to finalize the procedure. The IPC will indicate that the system is in service mode. The only way to reactivate the parking brake system is by correctly exiting service mode. Besides the possible damage to your valuable fingers, the caliper can be damaged if the piston fully extends during a non-commanded, non-commanded, EBP actuation event when the caliper is detached from the vehicle. The emergency brake feature hasn't been lost on the EPP system. Applying the electronic parking brake while moving will engage the analog braking system, slowing down or stopping the vehicle. <coughs> Excuse me. The ABS module will continue to run the pump and apply the rear brakes as long as the driver is engaging the EPP switch. EPB diagnosis usually begins with an illuminated warning indicator. Some manufacturers use the same indicator to report a service brake issue as they do to report an EBP issue. 
Pull the DTCs and service any ABS or service brake concerns before diagnosing an EBP failure. The ABS module will set a DTC and turn on the warning indicator if, he, if it sees a circuit, a calibration, or a parameter memory issue with the EBB system. This means that the position of the EBP actuator motors is not what the module expects to see or the position values are not available. It doesn't make, take much for the ABS module to set a DTC and turn on a warning indicator if it doesn't like what it sees. Real world example. We diagnosed a 2017 Ford Fusion with an illuminated EBP warning indicator and a DTC of C2005-74. The clamp request from the ABS module takes longer than 8 seconds to perform. Stored in the ABS module, the DTC applied to the right rear actuator motor. Since there were no circuit DTCs and the actuator motor was eventually applying, we could assume that the wires between the ABS module and the actuator motor were a complete circuit, not shorted to ground, not shorted to voltage, and not shorted to each other. This is a performance DTC, which means that the ABS module didn't like what it saw when it activated the EBP. EBP. A visual inspection revealed that the thickness of the rear pads was, almost, was about 7 millimeters. Extremely worn brake pads would set this DTC, but that is not the case here. This meant that we had either a sluggish actuator motor or a sticking rear caliper. We removed the actuator motors from both rear calipers so we could compare the applying effort of the suspect caliper to a known good component. After turning the ball screw on both calipers, it was evident that much more torque was needed to extend the right side caliper piston than was needed to extend the left side caliper piston. The actuator motor was doing its job, and the ABS module was seeing the extra time it took for the actuator motor to reach the end of its travel. We replaced the caliper, cleared the DTC, and all was fine. Finding the root cause of the concern. Road conditions can cause havoc with the EBP actuator motors. Ice, snow, mud, and basic road debris can contaminate the actuator motor harness connector and the actuator motor itself. It's no big secret that the visual inspection is the most critical step in all diagnostics procedures, and it should be the first step when diagnosing an EBP's concern. Check for contamination in the harness connector and cracks in the actuator motor housing. If the heads of the screws that attach the actuator motor to the caliper are badly rusted, so is the actuator motor. Newly Newly replaced rear brake pads can be a clue when diagnosing an EBP concern. The caliper could have been damaged if the installer did not correctly enter service mode before disassembly. Metal dust from metal to metal brake pads could have re severely damaged the caliper or the actuator motor. New parts should always raise a red flag. If multiple DDCs are stored in the ABS module, always service the ABS DTCs before attempting to diagnose an EBP EPB DTC. Sometimes a DTC represents the result of an issue, not the cause. A lot of letters here on this deal, huh? A little goes a long way. Here's something that happens way too often. A vehicle gets towed into your shop with no power and an engaged EPB. You jump the battery, no go, no power. You need the vehicle pushed into the shop, but if the locked up rear wheels aren't rolling, the vehicle isn't rolling. 
The manufacturer's solution to this is to remove the actuator motor from the caliper and turn the ball screw with a pair of pliers to disengage the parking brake. The problem is that there's always one screw tucked behind a shock absorber or a spring shackle, which makes removing the actuator motor while lying under the vehicle in the parking lot a frustrating task. It's much easier to reverse the actuator motor using a jump box, two jumper leads, and a couple of flex probes. The wire schematic is referenced to determine the pol polarity needed to reverse the motor <clears throat> and retract the caliper pistons. It takes less time and eliminates the possibility of damaging an actuator motor during disassembly. I've made up a couple of harness connector pigtails for the types of actuator motors I see most commonly. This way, I can disconnect the vehicle harness connector, plug in my pigtail, and, and connect jumper box. You can hear the motor retract when applying power and ground. Ensure the vehicle is secure before releasing the actuator motors. It will start to roll. We haven't talked much about EPP systems that utilize a central actuator motor and parking brake cables. In these systems, the actuator motor is tucked up under the body, which keeps it safe from road debris issues for the most part. Seeds cables are the actuator motor killers on these systems. The tighter the cable becomes, the harder the motor must work. In most cases, the cables come with the actuator motor when replacing the component. Check the operation of the calipers before replacing the motors and cables. A seized cable can eventually lead to a seized caliper, damaging a new actuator motor. EPP systems really aren't that complex. The ABS module only outputs voltage and ground to the actuator motors and warning lamp info to the IPC. The switch is a one-trick pony that sends a voltage signal to the ABS module when it's moved in either direction, and the actuator motors are just that, DC motors. The ABS module receives inputs from the brake switch, accelerator pedal, clutch pedal, door ajar switch, engine RPM, transmission range, and the airbag module to determine vehicle attitude. Some of this information will detour through other modules via the network. Note how the gateway module is used to deliver inputs to the ABS module. You'll find that most EPP issues are mechanical rather than electrical. Don't forget to enter service mode before disassembly. Save the digits. That's the important part right there, folks, if you happen to be working on your own car. Uh, you need to be able to put the rear brake calipers and the electronic brake system into a service mode. Or it is possible when you have that thing apart and maybe have your fingers in the way that the system all of a sudden sees all this and extends the caliper piston and ends up crushing your fingers. So that would not be good and it would be very painful. <laughs> so you got to put it in service mode. So just all part of the fun of working on cars these days, folks. So I hope you got something out of that one. It was a little bit uh, kind of long-witted, a, a lot of letters and different systems and stuff, but it's all... Uh, Hopefully it's all good for you. I uh, appreciate you listening. Again, commercial. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail.com. And again, I'm also on LinkedIn under Brad Kyle's Motorworks. So appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening. I hope you got something out of it. And uh, I hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you 
and keep you. And thank you again.